from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. So this week we're going to talk about how I have been abandoned by a brand that I thought I could trust. We're also going to be going on a shade-rospective through herstory and visiting all the times that the queen of shade has accosted her fellow female performers one time through a fax. Ooh. And we'll also be doing a roundup of all the miscellaneous strange things that have happened this week, including the perishing of a giant rabbit in transit. Is it bugs? You have to wait and find out. <laughs> okay, can we talk? Yeah. yeah. I need some consoling because I suffered a loss last week. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. One of my favorite beauty brands let me down. Oh. Oh, I think I know who it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shea Moisture, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Naming names. Naming <laughs> names. So let's just break it down. Uh, so Shea Moisture is a company that like caters to black women. So black hair care product. It's been around for like 27 years. Mm-hmm. And its origin story like focuses on a woman named Sophie Tucker from Sierra Leone. It talks about black beauty, black hair care. It's basically like the Pantene Pro-V for black people. <laughs> like you can find it in like Walgreens or whatever. And you're like, let me just go ahead and get a little something for my hair. I like that you translated that for all the white people. <laughs> It's Pantene. It's Pantene. Just, it's Pantene. White people everywhere just pricked up their ears and went, Pantene? Oh, I know exactly what you're Herbal talking about. Herbal essences, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, early last week, they released a new campaign video in which they featured several people, and they talked all about universal beauty and yeah. how everyone is beautiful, which is absolutely great. What an exciting notion. The only problem is they kind of omitted any, like, major references to black women. There were a couple white ladies, and then there was one mixed woman, and that's a whole different level. Just look up colorism, and then you'll learn why that's a little problematic to hold up a woman who is biracial as the standard for black hair mm-hmm. care. That's a little, it, it, it gets a little touchy. Mm-hmm. So, as we can expect, Twitter, social media, dragged Shea Moisture and basically accused them of selling out sort of like their black consumer base to sort of reach new customers. And so I have to say I have mixed feelings about it. Like I I wasn't like is it completely surprised. And I'm going to tell you why. Lay it on us. <laughs> Eating popcorn. Eating popcorn. Go ahead. Grab your bucket. So back in 2015, Quiet is Kept, an interesting company bought a minority stake in them. And that company is Bain Capital. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Regular snap. listeners of America may remember <laughs> Bain Capital from its association with presidential hopeful Mitch Romney, the man named after a glove. Yes. Also, you may remember Bain Capital from such controversial statements as binders full of women. Oh, Do you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. So it was like quiet as cat back in 2015. Some people picked up on it. Some people didn't. The people that did, they did a little like light dragging on Twitter. But things proceeded. So Shea Moisture CEO stepped forward and he basically explained the reason why they did this acquisition. Or, you know, and, and keep in mind the, the details are not public. So we don't know how much they bought. We don't mm. know any of that. But the reason why they did it was because they wanted to expand their consumer base. So I was like, I can read between the lines. Yes. Mm. I know what that means. Shea Moisture is coming to Wisconsin. Yes. I was like, <laughs> I know what that means. And I was like, I can't really be mad at you because you have to be able to expand in order if you want to survive. Right. 
So fast forward to this new campaign ad. People are enraged. They're upset. And the owner has really said some interesting things, things that I hadn't really thought about. He talked about like in the 1970s, there was like a ton, a wealth of like black hair companies. And then a lot of them got scooped up and acquired. And so then they went away. Then relaxers happened. And he was like, I'm trying to avoid that, which is why I'm trying to attract new audiences. Not mad. to their credit like Shea Moisture has been like out in front of it on social they've kind of been taking the heat they've been trying to have open discussions about it people still have their feelings people probably will always have their feelings but like it just got me thinking about whether or not a brand can ever really like expand their consumer base without alienating the people who got them there and creating a lot of ill will in the process like can you do that? I think you could they should have had you know maybe one or two white girls just, in, in the commercial. Just, be like, now we're doing Skipper and Tiffany too, but... Skipper. It's still about the Jamidras of the world. It is still. And it always will be about Jamidra. What I will say is, in the realm of black women's hair, I am doubly unqualified to offer any opinions. <laughs> but I knew it was over when I saw that meme where they'd mocked up the uh, Shea Moisture ad featuring none other than friend of the cooler, oh. Rachel Dolezal. Oh, here yeah. we go. That's That right there is the kiss of death. It is. That's the kiss of death. A version of this that people have been kind of talking about recently is RuPaul's Drag Race moved from Logo, the gayest, to VH1. I remember And this. I'm excited because maybe they'll have a bigger budget. Yeah. And They're breaking big. That's what you more think. More people will see it. But people are noticing that there are a few changes. They used to have this group of scantily clad men mm-hmm. called the pit crew, and they come in with nothing but underwear, mm-hmm. and they're kind of gone. Mm-hmm. They used to be in like every episode, and when it was just you know the gays watching, mm-hmm. that was fine. Now that it's VH1, it's been kind of pared down, as oh. well as the content of the show is now shorter, and they're trying to be more networky and open to straight people watching it. Where <laughs> is the pit crew? Hmm. Where are the jokes that are too much and cross a line. I need some overt sexuality on my television show. Where is it? Me. But listen, if it were not for the likes of Twitter and lesserly Tumblr, would this stuff ever come to the fore? Like would Shea Moisture ever have had to issue a statement? The way that social media can hold companies and people to account now. I just wonder how this would have played out like ten years ago. Where it would have just been people being like, huh, that kind of sucks but with no outlet to complain about it well, other than a strongly worded letter. I'm going to tell you, so we would have saw it and then I would have seen some women at the hair salon and I'd be like, girl, did you see that Shea Moisture ad in Essence Magazine this week? What is going on? I am going to write a strongly worded letter. Yep. And so. it'll appear in like two months in Jet Magazine or exactly. then, Entertainment Weekly yeah. or wherever. And then we'll issue an apology in the back section that nobody will ever read. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, the days. So I'm just like thinking about the, the the times in which I feel like I was completely abandoned typically have to do with music. I don't know if you guys have ever felt like you were abandoned by like a, an artist or like a product and you were like, I thought that we understood one another. I mean, I always just presuppose abandonment exactly. in life. I'm like, it's going to happen at some point. It's going to Just happen. prepare for it. Oh, it happened. Cool. Oh. <laughs> What's just like this Shay thing? Mm-hmm. Just like it. Just like just. it. Exactly like it. He's about to say something that's not at all like Shea Moisture. (laughs) When Project Runway went from Bravo to Lifetime and became a low-budget mockery of itself, I felt abandoned. Here we go. I did. I did. I have to be honest. I felt a little abandoned also. I was like, you can't do this to me. We have built a relationship. Also, since we're on the topic, Mm -hmm. you know, no Shea, girl. But when Rita Ora stepped in to be Tyra. (laughs) Wow. 
for top model. I was like, I don't. I thought that we had an understanding about how we were going to move forward about this friendship that we have built over the years. Mm. Yes, and it would have been one thing if they didn't build the whole rebranding of A N T M to be about a business and a boss and a brand, and it's like. Rita's not any of those no, things. I, and no. she's not even a model and no. like I don't get this at all and they didn't even keep Miss J Mr. J none of them no they cleaned house it did very poorly and now Tyra's coming back next season and back. all is right with, with the, the gang world. she's coming back with the gang yes. right okay guys so. how can you have Tyra mail without Tyra you just right you, you it's can. a very logistical practical point do you know what they called the Rita thing uh aura mail it sounds rude Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Rita alert oh. so bad <laughs> Anyway. Is that the little sound that happened every time it popped in? Yeah, the saddest fart. <laughs> That's what I call Rita Ora. <laughs> it's her sophomore album. Title. Friend of the show. Like honestly, we will we will have her on. Saddest fart. Welcome to the cooler. Yeah, just tweet us. We can talk about. We can talk. We can talk about all of this. Yeah, yeah. Just unpack it all. Mm. <laughs> so, I guess the moral of the story is meet new people, but don't forget about the folks who got you there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't forget where you're from. No new friends. Yep. We're straight. <laughs> Don't really need no new friends. No new friends. No new friends. No, no, no. I stayed down from day one, so I say. So today's new segment is called Shade Trospective. Hey oh. now. Okay. This is about all the times the Queen of Shade has said something about other performers. But wait, who... Who that? Clarification, please. I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> Who do you guys think it is? Oh, the Queen of Shade. Oh, there are a lot of Shade Queens. Nene Leakes? She's in the running, but this is not her. Oh, I'm wondering if if she could potentially have sung Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves back in the day. No. Oh. Cher? Not, not Cher. Miss Aretha Franklin. <gasps> um... So, something recently happened. And we'll get to that at the end. Hmm. But before we got there, I thought, let's go through the timeline of all of the different moments in Aretha's life where she attacked other female performers because she feels threatened, according to her sister, who says that that's why she lashes out. Once again, let me grab my popcorn. Mm -hmm. Aretha's own sister, Irma Franklin, has put it this way. Aretha's always had problems with her female contemporaries. Her fantasy is that they would all disappear and she and she alone would be the only singer. Her fantasy is to eliminate the competition. By not acknowledging them in her mind, she's making them go away. Good oh. Fantasy is a strong word. So a lot of people say, oh, I know Aretha and she continually ignores me at award shows at the White House. That recently happened to Patti LaBelle. <laughs> oh, not Patty. There's a video. <gasps> oh, you need to see it. It's wonderful. She comes out and she's like holding cord and like, hello, hello. And then Patty tries to grab her arm like, hey, girl. And she looks down and adjusts her mink coat and keeps it pushing. It is glorious. Wait, can we put that video on the webpage for this podcast? Sure. If oh you want to see gosh. it, kqd.org. I'll be, I'll be logging on to watch. So in her own words, here's a little bit about what she thinks of certain females in the industry mm. today. When I say that the name Adele, what comes to mind? Mm-hmm. Young singer, good singer. Taylor Swift. Okay, great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj. Hmm. <laughs> now I'm going to pass on that one. Okay. The word association, <laughs> the shade word association game is literally my new party game. That yes. is my my new favorite party game right there. It's basically what nasty shit can you think of up to say about it? And that interviewer knew he what he was did. doing. And she was 
willing to go there. Mm. She's like, you know my brand, I which is it. shitting all over women I, of all kinds. But, but what I, can you say? Like, there's no recourse. If, if Aretha Franklin shades you, you just got to be okay with that. Like, oh, you know. You take the L. I just, You're just like, mm. I'm a, I'm a just I just love it. the idea that her complimenting Adele was good singer. Good. <laughs> there were also other people in that clip, which I cut out because it was not interesting. But it was like, Alicia Keys, young singer. <laughs> That is true. Yep, she is a woman. By definition. (laughs) So Natalie Cole is someone that... Is unforgettable. Yes. Mm -hmm. But Aretha seemed to forget her when they ran into each other. Natalie Cole was standing for her and like lives for Aretha. Because she's Aretha. Yeah. And she says, the first time I saw Aretha was at an industry banquet. She gave me an icy stare and then turned her back on me. It took me weeks to recover. I mean, this is the woman whom I revere. She began this make-believe feud that I still don't understand. Mm. Do you want to hear what Aretha has to say about Natalie? Oh, <laughs> she doesn't know her? <laughs> <laughs> All this is translated to that, yeah. But Wonderful. I think Natalie's doing a fine job, but in my estimation, she's just a beginner. I don't think she has the ability or the equipment to take anything from me. Did she take anything from Girl, like... Like, no what? one, no one is take? trying to take part of your pie. You're Aretha Franklin. She forgets. How can she mm. be insecure? It is crazy that people who have everything are still paranoid and insecure, and they just, like, think younger people are coming for their yeah, stuff. Yeah, your place in history is set, girl. Nobody has taken that away. My favorite okay. recent example of that is, uh, to your point, when you talk about when people have tons of success and money and possibly even talent, and they just don't seem happy with it. Mm-hmm. There's a fantastic interview with Phil Collins, of all people, wow. on The Guardian's website. And the interviewer reminds him that David Bowie... Back in the day, when David Bowie had a bit of a creatively fallow period, I believe in like the 80s, he referred to that period as my Phil Collins years. (gasps) So when David Bowie uses you as the benchmark of dull mediocrity... It's pretty bad. Oh. And then the interview brings this up in to Phil Collins, who I'm going to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of. And like the, in, the article says something like his face visibly sags. <laughs> oh. So all the money in the world from in the air tonight, you know, all that Miami Vice money. And he's still not happy. <sighs> Just bring up David Bowie. And he's still not happy. Wow. Side note. Shade respective David Bowie edition <laughs> exactly. coming soon. Oh, shit. Can we do that next yes. time? There needs to be a segment that we hold on to. Yes. Yes. I'm all about it. Yes. And we're only halfway through. Oh. oh. <laughs> you like simmer down. Whitney Houston was also excited to record with her hero. Behind the scenes, they were fine. Here's one producer's account of when they recorded a 1989 single called It Isn't, It Wasn't, It Ain't Never Gonna Be. That's a complex title. Maybe that's why we don't know what the song is. That sounds like the bootleg version of My First, My Last, My Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like the cover version. This producer says, Whitney flew to Detroit all excited about singing with her Auntie Ree. But when Auntie Ree walked in the studio, she didn't enter as Auntie Ree. She entered as Queen Aretha, the original diva. Aretha came with her game face. Whitney was acting like a furry puppy dog. Aretha was like a boxer staring down her opponent. Jesus. Franklin did later say that she regretted her aggression and that she was wondering maybe she should apologize. Hmm. Well, she was like, who is this young girl who everybody's calling the great singer? She's like, you will not. <laughs> yeah, but they were family. Not today. <laughs> Speaking of family, her own sisters. Mm. Let's start with Irma, who we talked Irma. about earlier. Irma sounds like a school teacher. Irma Franklin. <laughs> she only went into teaching because she obviously couldn't go yeah, into yeah. singing. That's it. 
Yeah, because Aretha would not allow it. It would no. not. So Irma got a record deal with Epic Records, mm. which was a partner of Columbia Records, which Aretha is a part of. So different labels, same family, kind of like sisters. Hey, yeah. It should be fine. It's not fine. So she had this record deal lined up, and here's what Irma says about what went down after Aretha found out about it. I thought she would be thrilled. She wasn't. She threw a fit. She told Daddy that she didn't want me on Epic, that it would hurt her career, and that people would be confused by too many singing Franklin sisters. Too many singing Mm. Franklin sisters. No such thing. (laughs) But apparently, Aretha made it a thing. Guys, I'm beginning to suspect that Aretha Franklin may not like other women very much. Or might not like herself that much. Or just people in general. Yes. It is Aretha versus Everyone in the world, including you, your sister, and your friend, mm-hmm. right on that choo-choo. You still got to love Aretha. She may not love us. No. But you and still she, love she her. does not. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to Google a clip of BET's Walk of Fame in which Aretha was singing and the song was so profound that she reached up and ripped off her phony pony and threw it into the audience. <laughs> yes. 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 And I was... The she snatched was, her own wig. She snatched her own wig. Also, shout out for the phrase phony pony. <laughs> Never heard that before. Really? Thanks oh. so much. Phony pony. I'm partial to one myself. <laughs> there are so many other shady moments and I'm just going to have to speed round them because we'll be here all day. Carolyn Franklin, her other sister, had a soundtrack plan with Curtis Mayfield for the 1976 film Sparkle. And Mm. she was about to record all these songs with him. And Aretha was like, no, I'm going to do it. Bye. (gasps) And she took it from her sister. She won known at her? Oh, no. Yeah. uh, She Gwyneth her. her, She Gwyneth her? She Gwyneth at Shakespeare and loved her. Yes. What? It's Mm. not right, but it's okay. Mm. I'm going to make it (laughs) anyway. Pack your bag. Okay. And Aretha does not appreciate that reference, Emmanuel. not at all. She also doesn't appreciate what Beyonce did. At the 2008 Grammys, where she called Tina Turner the queen. Uh-oh. You know, she maybe had her own personal feelings about that at her house and maybe should have stayed in her mm. house. But instead, she released a statement. I'm not sure of whose toes I may have stepped on or whose ego I may have bruised between the Grammy writers and Beyonce. However, I dismissed it as a cheap shot for controversy. I thank the Grammys and the Voting Academy for my 20th Grammy Ooh. and... Love to Beyonce anyway. Oh. So do you think that Aretha has Google alerts on her phone flagged for Queen? And any time Queen is mentioned, she's like... She's like, Elizabeth, I'm going to stop you right there. I realize you have a monarchy in England, but this is about me. Oh my God, I would love it if Aretha Franklin was the Queen of England. Oh, I would sign up for that, dude. I would. I would would be down at Buckingham Palace in a flash. Can you imagine the shade? She apparently ignored Gladys Knight once, and Gladys said something about it, and then Aretha said it never happened, and then Gladys came back and said, actually, now that you're denying it, I'll say it always happens. Like, it happens all the time, and I was trying to be nice by saying it happened only the once. She's like the village, I don't want to say word bitch, because it's a word that hates women, but she is the village bitch. Gladys Knight would agree with you. Clearly. Luther Vandross would also agree with you. (laughs) Well, no, hang on, hang on, because this has all been girl-on-girl crime. Until now. Not Luther! Apparently they were working on a song together and he had this great instrumental. She was like, no, no, no. People don't care about instruments. They care about my instrument, my voice. I need to come in sooner. And he disagreed. And she said, who's the one with the most hits here? (gasps) And he said, 
but who's the one with the latest hit? Oh, oh. too much, never too much. I was going to say, much, who's the one much? that wrote never too yes. much? It's not Aretha. Apparently she didn't answer and she stormed out. So that brings us to today, present day. Oh, oh wait, so she's still at it. Oh, yes. So apparently when Whitney Houston had a funeral, oh. Aretha couldn't be there. But someone who was there was Dionne Warwick. Mm-hmm. And she said something that upset Aretha at the time. And here's what she said. Ree's not here, but she is here. She loves Whitney as if she were born to her. She's her godmother. Is there anything wrong with that? That's lovely. I didn't see anything. Heartfelt, short, to the point. Aretha does not agree with this. She called this libelous. What? It is libel. And you know how she said this? Hmm. Five years later, she sends a fax in 2017. Sends a fax. That's commitment. To the Associated Press's headquarters and says the following. She blatantly lied on me, fully well knowing what she was doing. I don't care about her apology at this point. It isn't even about an apology. It's about libel. Recently, she said, give me a hug at an event. I said, oh, hell no. You couldn't be serious. We've never been friends, and I don't think that Dion has ever liked me. What's the lie? Where was the lie? Apparently, she's not technically her godmother. Oh. I thought she was. Oh. But they're close. It's kind of like saying, like, oh, that's my cousin. But you're not actually cousins, but you're close like cousins. Okay, so here's the thing, though. You have to appreciate a woman who can make someone else's funeral about them. Right. Mm. Like, that's just a special special individual. What I will also say is I just love the mental image of someone standing by that dusty old fax machine in the Associated Press offices that suddenly springs to life, and it's Aretha Franklin. Is it Aretha again? Yeah. How old is this beef? This one's five years old. Oh, older than the last. That's commitment. When you send a when you send a fax to somebody, that's yeah. that's a lot of commitment. New levels of petty. Mm. So you might be wondering, what does Dionne Warwick have to say? Her representative sent this response. Well, I would venture to say that Dion probably knew what Aretha was going to say before she said it, because if you remember her career as a psychic, right? Back in the, <laughs> so yeah, she saw it coming. Her rep said, Dion will not dignify a response to the statement made by Aretha Franklin. I think. That was a smart choice. Classy. Because if she said anything, five years from now, she would send a Morse code message being like, Mm. we were never friends and she can't sing and I'm the one true queen. No, no. A pigeon would show up with a message in its mouth. (laughs) So, Aretha, please love yourself more and love others more. Yeah. It's not hard. Well, it is quite hard, actually. Some of them are awful. So this has been a shade respective. I hope you liked it. Mm. I loved it. Next week, David Bowie. Boom. Let's do it again. It's the big and the pick. Hey, the big and the pick. Hey. This week's pit of the week goes to someone you guys don't know. Her name's Jonah Hines. She's 18. Oh, Jonah. I know Jonah. Oh, cool. She's great. We used to go to school together. Cool. In Central Florida? Yeah. Yeah. I've been found out. Well, she's my cousin, so. (laughs) And Aretha will dispute that shortly. (laughs) Right. So Jonah is 18, has a boyfriend who's 20. His name's Damon. This weekend they were hanging out because they're Mm. dating. And Jonah was doing her makeup. And she was applying some foundation on her forehead. Lovely. And her boyfriend decided to have some fun and put his balls on her head. (gasps) 
What? That story took a turn. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to put some mascara on. I didn't even see that coming. No. It's about to take another turn. Oh, God. No, no. I... <laughs> Let me get, make sure my seatbelt is tight. <laughs> He's always messing with me, so he started putting his balls on my head. Oh, God. Like on a hair? Head. But, Gosh. And hair, probably. Well, yeah, I'm just kind of I'm not sure if she work. uses shea moisture or not. Yeah, but, true, true, true. No. I'm just trying to work out the logistics. But she is white, so now she could be using she it. She is completely she's in the family aware now. of the fact that it exists. Yes. So, yeah. so she's like, this gives me an idea. Your balls on my skull. Great idea. <sighs> it is to use his balls as a blender for her foundation. No. Mm-mm. Emmanuel? Mm-mm. She then takes a video of this. Uploads it to Twitter. No, she doesn't. It goes viral. I don't believe this. 45,000 retweets, 68,000 likes. It got a whole piece on BuzzFeed. Her mother is proud. She has several thousands of followers now. People are saying like, oh, it's so inspirational how comfortable you guys are together. Her father is Jesus thrilled. Christ. We are truly living in the end times. Seriously. What is going on? Talk about the horseman of the apocalypse. Quote, I think I started a new Instagram makeup trend. Oh, f- f- but think about the logistics. When I'm getting ready in the morning, that's you gotta like, find a ball gotta sack. Find a, you know, <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, it seems like you're shocked, but you're also maybe a hater, and she has a message for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> you clearly haven't reached this level of comfort in your life, and that just sucks. Yeah. So this is your problem. Clearly, I just I haven't lowered my level of comfort, my level of like hygiene to yeah. that standard. I'm gonna mm-hmm. stick with my beauty blender. Yeah. Just, yeah. I think. Which I, which I have to wash every day because I'm just, <laughs> even that freaks me out. But okay. <laughs> You're like, if I think my beauty blender is full of germs. So, oh God. young Damon, her boyfriend. Is that his name? Yeah. That's his rapper name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Young without the O. Yeah. yeah. He tweeted the following. Well, fellas, peanut emoji. It looks like we're going places. Mm. The oh. peanuts look like balls. So, oh. that's the pit of my week. Discovering that that's where we are currently. My pit feels so tame next to this. Tell us. I'm just wondering if we're going to see this this technique at Sephora the next time we go in. Like, you know how they do the... (laughs) Like, like, hello, I've come in for my free tutorial. (laughs) Next time, check their window. And if it says, help wanted, men only, you know what's going on. Run a mile. Well, my story is 100% ball free. Unless you count the, the tiny ones of a giant rabbit. Oh! You guys, it's a bad week. It's a bad month. It's a bad year. It's a bad century for United Airlines. Oh, yes. oh they're poor PR people. They just allegedly killed a giant rabbit. Oh, no. So get a load of this. A record-breaking giant rabbit died on a transatlantic flight. United was the carrier. The continental giant rabbit was three foot. He was 10 months old, and he was called Simon. Simon. Simon Simon died on the flight. The United spokesman said the animal had appeared healthy and shown no sign of distress upon landing. About 30 minutes later, apparently the rabbit was sleeping in a pet facility run by the company. Who knew? Who knew United? It was like a pet shop. And shortly afterwards, an employee opened its cage to find it dead. Can you believe it? United say, we won't know the cause of death because we offered to perform a necropsy free of charge. That's standard procedure. But the customer didn't want us to perform the necropsy. 
and we understand. So they didn't want Simon the giant rabbit cut open, basically. I like that they have a standard practice for such things. It's like, how often does this happen? Exactly. Quoth Annette Edwards, Simon's breeder from Worcestershire, that's where the source comes from. She apparently told the Sun newspaper that Simon had been expected to grow to be the world's biggest rabbit after his father Darius grew to four foot four. And apparently his buyer, because he was being flown across the Atlantic Ocean to go to his new owner, who was apparently very famous. What? And this lady... Justin Bieber. But that's the thing. Who is it? Who is it? The breeder told the AP... Simon had his vet checked just before getting on the plane. And this is the most British thing anyone's ever said. He was as fit as a fiddle. (laughs) (laughs) You can also say as fit as a butcher's dog. Because apparently a dog that was owned by a butcher would be like very fit because it would eat a lot of raw meat or something like that. Which is what Aretha called Gladys Knight that one time. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, if Simon was a girl, I would wonder if Aretha had something to do with this. Mm. You know what I think it is? Remember that scorpion that fell out of (gasps) the United plane? Still on the plane. They never found it, (gasps) I don't think. And so maybe it stung little Simon. do you know what else they never found? The mouse on my British Airways plane. Oh, boy. It's all connected. Full so when, when I see this story about a giant rabbit coming a cropper on a flight, I'm interested. I want to bring it to you guys. I want it to feature on a podcast called The Cooler. Yeah. So it just did. Yeah. R.I.P. Simon. We love you. Yes. Forever. Uh, um, also, shout out for animals with like human names. Yes. Do you know Simon. what I mean? Simon. Just like a cat called Thomas or something like that. It's great. Henry. Henry. Sylvester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of them. Well, just be careful what you say at his funeral because Aretha will come for you in five yeah. years and be like, um, "Hang on, Auntie the, Bree was not there. Mm-hmm. The owner was very famous. <laughs> exactly. Fire up that fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sound of fax machine? I've got no clue. I think Keep it that code. way. <laughs> you know what? For what? I was just going to skip over this. It's going to be short because I've said a lot about this person in the past. It's Caitlyn Jenner, isn't it? Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> Caitlin's out here again. She has a new memoir and she's on all the talk shows saying ridiculous things. She wants you to know she's still a Republican. She's still happy she voted for Trump, even though his record on trans issues is problematic. And she's also interested in running for office. Hmm. What kind of office? The post office? Staples. (laughs) All I have to say is keep it. Leave me alone. Stop trolling me. She's interested. I'm not. I'm not interested in her being interested. Swipe left. Do we have a peak? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Our peak of the week goes to Danielle Delomay. Hi, oh. Danielle. He's a mayor in France, and they recently had the first round of their election, which is almost as messy as ours. It's, Keep it's an eye on that one, guys. Pretty interesting. Right Macron now. versus Le Pen. Yeah. So, as you said, Macron. <laughs> I don't think that's how he says it, but that's how I say it. His first name's Emmanuel, just like mine. Oh, so, yeah. cool, cool. I would vote for him because also, of that. But he met his wife when. She yeah. was a 40-year-old teacher, and he was 15 years old. Oh, yes. Yep. Just what? pointing it out. 25-year difference. Don't stand so close to me. Oh. Mm. So that's happening. On okay. the other side, Marine Le Pen is someone who would be like, she would watch Schindler's List and be like, there are some good ideas there, though. Is that true to say? I think so. Considering got, who got, her father was, that's yeah, a pretty safe Her bet. father's a Holocaust denier and yeah. a cray-cray person. And she's also cray from what I've seen. Oh. So anyway, they have this election. Daniel Delomay's town votes 38% for Little Miss Nazi. And he was very disappointed in the people that he represents. So he said to them, 
Il est possible que j'ai... Oh, you're <laughs> doing this ready. in French. I was, I was not ready. I was not. Que j'ai des missions, car je ne veux pas consacrer ma vie à des connards. Translation for... Wow, literally you... everyone, our two listeners in France, just unsubscribed. Yeah, Google <laughs> Translate that, please. So, all of that means I do not want to devote my life to assholes. And he's saying he wants wow. to not be their mayor anymore. He's like, no, no. Not, he stepped down? Mm-mm. He's thinking about it. He has, <laughs> he has since said he's regretted his choice of words. Oh. Kind of like hashtag deplorables. Mm, hashtag le misspoke. He had to walk it back a little bit. But to him, I say, Danielle, come sit by me. Mm. You can talk all the shit you want. Asseyez-vous. Yes. Come sit at our lunch table. Where, can you eat with us? You can sit with us. How do you say... On Wednesdays, we wear pink in French. Uh, lundi, mardi, mercredi. Uh, oh, uh, mercredi, on porte les vêtements rose. rose? La vie en rose on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. So get with the program. Make sure you have your outfit for Wednesday. Come sit by us. Mm-hmm. Power to you, Danielle. Yeah. If, if, if you don't agree with your people, don't represent them. You're working long hours, and they don't appreciate it. Yeah. And they're Nazis all of a sudden. Like, it's too much. It's been a rough week. I just... A rough couple of years yeah, for just, Earth. Yeah, just keep your eye on the world. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Our song of the week is by a brand new group called TLC. <gasps> They're so new and hot right now. They are so new and hot. Kind of like that new Missy woman. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of her. Yeah. She's so new and different and like really pushing boundaries. I think her name is Mrs. Elliot. Yeah. Monsieur? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Madame? <laughs> so they have a new song called Way Back. Mm. And I won't say it's great. <laughs> but it's it's enough we've been through a lot with TLC through the years one of my best evenings of my life was Halloween 1999 in Baltimore where I saw TLC with Left High and the opener was four member Destiny Child hey oh. now and we're all dressed in costume and it's Baltimore and it's lit <gasps> and all that so they've given me a lot Latoya and Latavia yes <gasps> yeah mm-hmm. I saw them at Summer Jam and they opened and nobody cared. Yeah. And we oh. had no idea what was to come. Yeah. I'd just like to go on the record as saying I've never seen the four-piece Destiny's Child. <laughs> they did not tour where I lived. <laughs> it's a shame. They're obviously reverse racist. Because <laughs> that's a thing. Clearly. So they have the song. It's very like, it harkens back to the vibe that you felt with them before. Like Tion's like gravelly voices in it. And, and Chili's like, I'm on my upswing from a shit. Like, you know, <laughs> you know doing her that. thing. It just takes you way back. Yeah. There nice. is there is no rap, unfortunately, for obvious reasons. Left Eye is Aww. no longer with us. She's with Simon now in heaven. Simon the giant rabbit and Left Eye. So go way back with TLC because we owe it to them to enjoy their music, even if we don't like it that much. Take it away, fellas. <laughs> Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jamie Says. 
follow us, favorite our stuff, retweet. Bye. Bye. Can you believe that ball sack thing? That's disgusting. Do you want to see the video? No! Yeah. Yes, kind of. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs>